0: already, already, already already, already know. Hi everyone and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I'm your host, they call me Sophia Wise One. Okay, so when I was thinking about which of the subject matters I was going to record for you today... I got really quiet. I got really nervous and then I got really quiet and I like sat down I was like, okay, let me get like even quieter. Like, let me really listen. And then I was like, why don't I share the one that is the most uncomfortable and kind of embarrassing one first, like right now for me today, like out of all of these things, like something I'm like, oh, that sounds useful and that's good and people need to talk about that and I think that's time. And I was like, oh, but that's the one that's like, lol, like, ugh that's some good medicine that. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about consent and relationship dynamics. Okay. So just going to give you a little bit of inside story for me. So I kind of get this feeling, right? This like, ooh, this like, vibrational match, like resonance, like attraction, buzz thing that will like happen for me. And uh, like, hmm. I like people, I like bodies, I like people with bodies. Um, So it's like not that strange for me to have a connection very early or very quickly with someone. But what I've learned through my life now is that a connection, that like immediate resonance, that immediate like interest is not the thing that will determine their behaviors or my behaviors or compatibility or um, what people want, right? Just because there's like a resident field that goes like, hmm, doesn't mean like yes to everything, turns out, you know? So, I got deeper practice in this when in the fall, I met someone and it wasn't just this like, ooh, tingle, tingle, tingle. It was this like deep, it was a very different experience that's different than a lot of other experiences that I've had in my life, actually. And had this very, like, very simple kind of like, whoa, like, hi. And... They had a similar, very strong response to me. Now, I bring this up because what I wanna talk about today is this process of how we navigate people's availability inside deep and real connection. So I meet this person, this person and I have a great connection, really easy, really fun, Highly compatible, uh a lot of you know. It's like it's me, so it's a lot of like medicine talk, you know, and a lot of like it, picking up on energy. And we're like way, you know. And this person is like singing bowls, acupuncturist, like you know. She says, "Okay, so can you tell that all I wanted, all I want to do is just talk about him." <laughs> isn't that dear? I think that's dear. I think that's dear. And like this person is not available to be in the relationship that I like saw in that moment that was like, ooh, I think that's what I want. And that for months, this part of me has been like, that's what I want. And we're going to use the example of Venn diagrams. And if you haven't listened to the episode, Kink Gave Us Consent is It's a great episode. Only but a goodie here on Vagina Talks. Great episode. We talk about this Venn diagram experience of like when you take everything that you want and everything that the other person wants, and then you see where they overlap. And that overlap place is where you do stuff. And so in that episode, we're talking a lot about consent of body, right? It's like, I want to hold hands. And the other person's like, I also want to hold hands. And this person's like, I want to lick your tits. And this person is like, I do not want you to lick my tits. So then it's like holding hands is an option, licking tits is not. Very simple, right? But it's not always easy because to use the Venn diagram model, each person has to be clear about what they want. So As far as we're concerned, in terms of our personal journey, the work of that means that we need to get clear on what we want, what is inside our circle of desire. And we need to navigate gingerly, affectionately, um, but diligently with clarity, uh, navigating and listening to someone else inside their circle of desire. Right? What are they actively wanting? And there's a a practice in such sex education of a yes, no, maybe list, right? Or like a yes, maybe, no list and this gray zone. And the the gray zone or this in-between zone, this maybe zone can be rich of growth and exploration and um, excitement and maybe in the world of consent is a no. All right, so just stay with me, right? So, but when we're personally reflecting in our realm of desire, we get to decide with things that are in our maybe list, like in any moment, like maybe is a no, but depending on the maybe or depending on the relationship that I have, a maybe is a maybe ask again at another time, right? It's a no right now. Maybe is no right now, but doesn't mean it's no later. That's, if I had that clarity, then it would be a no. Okay. So, so there's a couple different pieces that I'm navigating here, right, with you. And one is the importance and the power of knowing your own circle of desire and what you're wanting, what you're curious about, what you're maybe wanting. Like for me, I'm in this wild journey of like, I want this deep committed partnership and I'm like incredibly protective of my body and the insides of my body. And so although fundamentally in so many ways in my relationships and in my intimacy and the way that my body is a tool and used um, in a way that's very satisfying for me as a sacred tool for medicine and and movement, that there's a space in which it's like, I am fundamentally like ethically non-monogamous. That is very true, that is like very true, continues to be very true in the choices that I make. And I'm like watching myself have this experience of like watching my circles of interest of like who has access to like Sophia personally, like my own very human experience, like that wanting that list to be like very short and wondering if I want that list to be very short, like one person short um and and having you know so I'm so that for instance that's an example for me or it's like I have this my in my desire circle it's a curiosity of like what is it because part of me thinks to just stick with this example I'm pretty sure that inside that um like deep partnership and commitment and companionship in that openness and fullness the part of me that like, is very like open and affectionate and playful. May feel way more open to that. Or like I often refer to myself inside my more um, like intimate spaces. I'll say like I'm like monogamishy, right? Where it's like more of a joiner, more of like a group sex expert. Like like let's do it together. Um, but fundamentally, have this huge understanding for my own self, the autonomy over my body. That I refer to the power of attorney, like who has the power of attorney over what I do with my body and the importance of like me being like, I'm the one, you know, that's the power of attorney reference is a good example of like the frame of reference that I've been in, in terms of like this <laughs> death realm of the recent season of just like, like who has the deciding power and being like, I have the deciding power over where and what my body does. Had a beautiful moment the other day with uh, shout out to Kate, love you. Kate's our uh, editor here on Vagina Talks, and it was, and incredibly, and my, my beloved, like my beloved, so close. So we're talking. Kate was like, you know, Sophia, I see you as like, you know, your body as a sacred tool. It was really Kate's insight in this of just being like, you know, that is this like open, free faith. These are not your words, Kate, but this like like open, um, you know, open thing right that like works in alignment where the medicine calls and is like what did you say you said something about like my like god self the one that like doesn't have a personal for those of you who like do this kind of um like deep healing work or channeling work it's like there's an aspect in a many aspects or it's like I'm not a person it's not personal I'm not a person my like voice my body my movement my frequencies my energy like they're just woo, 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 woo. they're just in this other space, you know? And then part of this massive journey of I'm going to use this word enlightenment in body on the earth is about coming into the body and having like although I'm not a person, like I don't believe that my personal identity is like real or true or permanent or like makes much sense. Um I do have this very sacred temporary kind of illusion based but like glorious um, body preference, energy, personhood, this like sacred, important thing that I need to tend and listen. And the more I like am in love with this temporariness without believing that it's true in this bigger sense, but valuing it as the truth of this incarnated sense, it gets richer and richer and richer. And I get more and more... Mm, Caring to myself and to other people. That's true. Caring to myself, meaning the self, the body, the, the personhood, and caring to other people. Actively caring. I care. While having an even more profound experience of like, this is a cosmic song. It's just a cosmic song, people. It's just like a, it's just like a vibrations, just like brrr. Just like doing a thing, like that's what's happening right now. So, my circle of desire okay, what am I wanting? What am I needing? What are my limitations? Okay, and now we have the circle of desire of another person that we're navigating, and sometimes there's a magnetism or a repulsion this can happen, right? It's like, I'm thinking of this like sweetheart Oh, this magnetism. But we also have this experience where we have a connection agreement because of work environment or family environment or, uh, you know, or just social circles or circumstance that there's an energetic repulsion. And yet there still is a shared space, this Venn diagram, this overlap, like what are we doing? What are we sharing? And so so, right? So I've been having the journey with this person and and they are needing space. They're needing psychic space, they're needing physical autonomy over their body. They're like needing this journey for their own understanding. They're not sure they want to be partnered with me. They are pretty sure they don't want to be partnered with me. They do really care about me. We do have this magnetism. They do want to talk. They want to focus on what they're focusing on right now and and build a stronger friendship. And this is this key word for me. And this is why it's been really up for me is because if it was just this one circumstance, I would be like, what a fascinating thing. But I have had this experience repeatedly in my life in which I have like felt this like deep magnetism or compulsion towards someone, and then been given the invitation to be in a friendship kind of energetic, as opposed to a uh, lover or um, or like I don't say like teacher student or you know these other spaces where people are like I want to kind of get to know you and. I'm having a moment of being like, oh my God, why am I talking about this? I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm a mess. Don't listen to me. Like, I don't have anything good to tell you. I'm just spilling my guts on my podcast. But I don't think that's true. I think I really do have valuable things to share with you. And if this is on your mind, if nothing else, at least you're not lonely for the moment. So let's take a breath. Because what comes up And what's really important for me to share with you right now is that there are things that allow us to enthusiastically be in the realm of mutual consent, shared pleasure landscapes. And there are things that keep us from accepting what is being offered. And so that's the part that it's like the ripest for me to talk about right now is to look at. Are you navigating relationship dynamics in which someone's saying to you, I want to be your lover? And you're like, that is not available right now. Or someone says, I want to be friends. Like, I want to talk to you on the phone. I don't want to like meet up. I don't want to like snuggle on the ca- I don't even want to be that kind of friends, right? Like the Venn diagram is like literally I'm like, well, I want to talk to you on the phone. And they're like, well, I want to talk to you on the phone. And I'm like, that's the overlap. And I'm like, well, I want to go for a hike. And they're like, I don't, I don't want to. Go for a hike. I don't want to be in that kind of space. Like that's not where I am right now. And so two things. One is, there's a great thing in our culture right now, haha, that I do think is really valuable, which is about not settling, right? Especially for those of us that are like caregivers and just like give like giver, 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 givers, right? So it's like this notion of being like, I don't want to settle, right? But here's my question for myself and for you, if this is on your mind right now. Are you settling if what you're doing is acknowledging a connection with someone, seeing that there is an overlap, and then meeting in an enthusiastic, consented way that says, yes, this is where we meet, instead of, (laughs) Sophia, (laughs) might you be talking about yourself? You know, instead of having this notion of being like, okay, well, I'll say yes to this, but I will want and pull for more. Now, if I were to talk about that in like a explicitly, you know, sexual dynamic way, I would get so Cringy, right? Like so cringy. The like hand inching up, like in some direction where it's like, no, like, no, 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 no. But to recognize the subtlety of our emotional and relationship dynamics that will inch for more when we don't like the limitations that someone's giving us. Okay. So what this what this has been kind of why I feel like I can talk to you about it right now and have something to offer is because I've been doing the deeper look at, you know, what's so valuable about that and why I'm like kind of thrilled and, you know, enthused to talk to you about it is that those inching places are wound motivated. Those are hurt motivated. They're not faith, trust, um, you know, enthusiastic, you know, those are, those are, I I need more from someone or something that's not available to give it to me. That's got to come from a wound, people. That has got to come from believing that you got to steal it. Which isn't to say that there isn't disappointment or just the like the heart wants what the heart right? But to notice the places where we might ask for more in relationships where they've done it with behavior or they've done it with words or they've done it with... Um, other forms of I don't, like other, I don't know what behavior, behavior that's where my brain is, behavior and words or communication. But, um or maybe you've had like a deep insight, you know, you're very intuitive people, you know, like you're an intuitive person. So like, you know, like maybe you have this knowing, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel quite right. Like I, it needs more space. And then the part of you that, that responds. If you are noticing yourself asking for more in a circumstance that has already been shown to you is not available to you currently, Currently, that's an amazing entrance point to climb inside that energy for you and go burrowing down and finding where does that come from for you. And I have, an, I've had an incredible two weeks of healing. Incredible two weeks of healing in response to this. Because, you know, what I can say is, this recent experience that I had was like, it was enough in a mutual gray zone, right? We had enough communication and enough connection that I wasn't just like, (laughs) uh, you know, (laughs) oh man, we're not, nobody's, I'm not, I am not perfect. I've, I've come a long way, you know, and I'll just say this because, you know, my family dynamics lent itself to You know, they. Everybody in my family did their best. My parents are—they're amazing now. They were amazing then, and we're not designed as humanoids to humanoids to um, to raise children this isolated. It doesn't work for anyone. We are plagued by the result of neglect. Everybody is. And you add on top of it that my mother was chronically ill. And you add on top of it that my father was like tending three children and working and having his own journey. Like there were moments where I needed, I needed. And for me specifically, mostly what I needed when I needed something was a kind of emotional presence. My needs were taken care of. I was fed. I was clothed. I was housed. I was, you know, cared for. I was provided for. But this emotional need of availability to someone who was physically hurting and sleeping and in pain and this, you know, father was working, you know, that's very common, right? Working and doing these other things. And, you know, when my father was home and when my um, mom was awake, like, Lots of care, right? But when they were in these other spaces, because like, (laughs) turns out everybody's people, right? Like I've been reflecting, I mean, as I become the age that my parents were raising us, as I become the age where I'm raising these children, I'm like, yo, we are just a bunch of, you know, which I knew more than probably most people, you know, that we're just a bunch of humans. So it's like there's like no shade, but the responsibility of going, wow, I created, I created patterns of expectation that I was not going to get the care or attention that I need. And so not only am I attracted to someone or something or some a circumstance that can't meet that to a degree, but I will, I will recreate it. And I will, for this particular focus point, because there's like all of those different things that we could talk about, but the thing that I'm really talking about is this part where I will inch past, I used to, this is my prayer right now, right? It's like this transforming these deeper patterns that would create this um, gray zone or question zone or um, zone that would say like, uh, you know, well, this is just how it is. We have to be really careful Right now, right now on this planet and in this way, we have to be really careful about the phrase or the framework, this is just how it is. We need to get really, really awake to where we say, this is how it is. This is how it is in my family. This is how it is in my workplace. This is how it is in me. The this is how it is, is almost an immediate indicator that we need to turn the light we need to turn the awareness to that exact thing and go, what? <laughs> what? What? Because for me, it's been this reflection of where did I fundamentally believe that I would not get care, and that if I did, I had to manipulate or steal to get it. And the worst part about that, when we come into those conscious no- moments, is that we have these people that were very dedicated and loving in our hearts towards and then we can see the ways in which our actions are not loving. It's okay. That's okay. (laughs) We all do it. And like, may we not like, I will like continue to make space for that. That's the whole point. May we find another way. May we, may we shift, may we shift together and with each other in those spaces. And so so yeah, so we could talk a lot about uh, kind of like I could like talk about a lot of different things, but that's kind of the core of what I want to share with you today in this episode is, is the Venn diagram of what am I emotionally, physically, financially, energetic, dynamic wise? Because sometimes you'll have someone who's like, I will dream walk with you all the time, but like, let's not talk on the phone. Like that's not working for me, or that doesn't work for this part of my life or this relationship or this whatever, but I'm totally free in this realm. Those are just agreements. Those are just perspectives. Those are just paths where we are. And other times people are like, stay out of my dreams, you witch. (laughs) You know, and other people are like, I'll see you in the dream world, you know? And and so again, this Venn diagram is so that so I've talked about our circle, right? Like my personal I, my circle, my My sphere of desire, right? Because it's really an orb. Let's take it out of the 2D, right? Let's like make it into the 5D here. It's like a vibrating orb, okay? That sphere, emanating sphere of desire, I'll say this before we go on to the next part, is sacred. It is not the problem. My desire for a kind of connection is not the problem, my limited wounded belief that thinks I will have to steal it or that I will never get it. So all I can ever do is brush up against it and brush up a no. That's my, that's my wounding. That's my wounding that gets to be held, right? My sphere, my emanating sphere of desire is sacred and wonderful. And the more I treasure that, then the more space I have when someone comes up with a no. And I've been watching that happen, like, as I'm telling this, and I'm like, you know what? I totally don't want to make out with you because you don't want to make out with me. And nothing about that is fun. And like, if you don't want to take a hike with me, I don't want to take a hike with you. That's not who I want to take a hike with. It's actually not confusing. And like, you know, it's just like, that's just in my wholeness, it becomes obvious. And there's a very beautiful thing that happens, which is my own sphere of desire goes, wow, but you know what I am feeling? I am feeling this connection. I am seeing this potential. I am seeing this energy. Like this person's sick right now. We have a lot of people in our lives right now that are physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually sick, and that will limit their capacity to care for us. Care. That will limit their availability to be there for us. But if we have a huge heart and a love towards them, we can say, I'm not going to settle. Or we can say, where is my Venn diagram? Where, where is my sphere still overlap with theirs? Because maybe it does. Maybe it's sending an email once a month that says, thinking about you, you know, I hope you're healing. Maybe it's talking on the phone once a week. Maybe it's sending a voice memo that says, like, I care about you. I know you're on a journey. What is it to love the space and the needs that other people have? It's a practice of loving the space and needs that we have. That's what it is. It's exactly what it is. And we get to tend the disappointment and we get to tend the desire that says, I want more. I want more and I hoped it would be with this person right now. And it's like, so tend that, feed that, listen to that, make space for that. Climb in bed and have a vision and like bring your energy, your sacred prayer, desire, energy to the surface. And I've been having this practice in the past couple of days of just like yesing the universe in my pleasure. Just saying like yes to myself, yes to the path ahead of me, like yes to my desires Yes to the reality of the circumstance and the relationships and the relationship dynamics and the needs of the people around me. Because this is this one person and it's the romance and it's like the sex pole which is important. What's up? Vagina talks like she talks, my vagina talks and she's got things to say. She's got needs and that's real. That's real. And I get to listen to that and say, here are the ways that I contend that. Here are the ways that I'm holding that desire as sacred and important. Here are the ways I am holding that desire as sacred and important. Again, here, here I am holding that desire as sacred and important. And releasing anyone else's availability to fulfill it from the validity of that desire. Ba-ba-ba-ba. That's what's happening. And the final piece I want to talk about is navigating as gently and as bravely and as compassionately as we can with other people's fears if they are in a place where they are not clear. Or transparently holding ourselves when people are in a place of exploration and curiosity. Or when people are altered. They're in an altered state and in one state that might be from uh, substance, that might be from trauma, that might be from illness, that might be from um, <laughs> pleasure, that might be from working out, that might be from lots of different things. But if they're in an altered state and in a space where in one state they want a thing and in another state they don't want that thing. it's time for a little ditty. Everyone's doing the best that they can, and everyone's best is a mess. Everyone's loving as best as they can, and everyone's loving is blessed. Again. Everyone's doing the best that they can, and everyone's best is a mess. Everyone's loving as best as they can and everyone's loving is blessed. We're going to sing that again in a second, but before we do, I want to say we are all navigating a fluctuating cosmic self and a fluctuating personal self. If we're lucky and we're devoted and we are in love with the enlightenment path and we are committed to our ego's dying Every breath, who we were, what we wanted, what we needed, what was important, everything we come to understand can go away. And then a new immediate, as the ego goes, immediately returns. And it's comforting. There's a consistency. The more in alignment we are with that cosmic song, the more those identity pieces become recurrent. And we're not oscillating between these different forms. They, they integrate congruent coherency. And the process of finding that coherency, on, they call it earth school, the process of finding that coherency is messy. Everyone's doing the best that they can and everyone's best is a mess. Everyone's loving as best as they can and everyone's loving is blessed. So here you go. I want you to focus on holding the validity and the reality that your desire sphere emanating not through the stories and the ideas of how it will be fulfilled, but through the experience of life can be fulfilled, can be experienced. And all the wounds in you, any of the wounds in you that say any one of those desires is a problem or that can't be met or that it has to be met through this one particular pathway, which means you must suffer because it will never be met, or you have to wait forever, or you have to push against someone else's truth to get it, those are wounds. Those get healing. Those get healing. In the process of trusting people to express honestly and with integrity and with fervor and clarity of their emanating orbs so that you can have a really ripe and enthusiastic overlap of these are the things we do together. We love to cook together. I love to take a road trip. I, we love to do domestic work, tent, clean the house, move furniture We love to sit on the beach, whatever those we love to work, love to work, have a vision, make a project, whatever that overlap is. We love each other and both our nervous systems cannot, (laughs) cannot. So the way we love each other, that Venn diagram is space. Sometimes that's the overlap. I want space. I want space. And remember the Vendor, Venn diagram overlap happens when both people want it. I'm having a moment as I say that where I'm like, well, what do you do when one person wants space and the other person doesn't want space? Well, it's like that's a funny one, right? Well then it's like sometimes there's overlap and both people want space and sometimes there's no overlap, right? Someone says like, I don't want it. And there's no overlap. And so in the world of consent, there's no action to be shared. And in that realm, we can lean on our spiritual practice to recognize that we have unity with all things. And we can hand it over and and ask for guidance to see what is truly aligned to be in that space. Oh. Oh. And I got to give another shout out to Kate when we we're talking about this. We were talking about like, Kate, you said the, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting the full sphere to overlap. You know, not just like a little, I'm looking at my hands that I keep doing. I keep doing this like little Venn diagram overlap. And I'm like, ooh, that's a paradigm limit, Sophia. You got to really, you got to love that like full overlap vibe. Like what I want is what they want. It doesn't have to be all of who I am, but what I want with them is also what they want with me. You can want that. That's a great desire. It's a great, great, great thing, right? That all the things that I want are all the things that they want is a very reasonable thing, Sophia. (laughs) And just sweet, dear, sacred listener. That's a wonderful, sane, reasonable thing to desire. And the assumption that we will only want things from people that they will not be able to give us. Sophia is a wound print. So that gets to heal. That gets to heal. So patience with ourselves as we realize these places and patience with other people. And as we can, enthusiastic consent also means enthusiastic, you know, when someone says no, that we say thank you. And we can turn our hearts and our minds and our bodies and our prayers to what you got for me, life, because that's not it. What you got for me. I planned an entire fall. I had an entire fall planned and every single one of them got canceled. And I was like, I wonder what's in store for me. Midwifing, caring, death, myself, other people, healing. I knew there was important, something important was going to happen because every single thing in my calendar cleared for four months. And that space filled with very sacred things. And so let the space fill with very sacred things, let your desire, let us both, I'm going to like join me in it. Maybe you're already there in which case like, thank you. And I'm like joining you in this. And maybe you're joining me of like letting the desire and the possibility that our overlap can be like so righteously, deliciously overlapped. Like what a match, you know, in all things, in sex and companionship and work and life and food and care for our planet. And I think that's going to be my, I'm going to ride that wave into the, my, the closing for this episode of like the world that I see for us is one in which we have our desire spheres, that which we feel so sacredly longing for, right? We are met and fulfilled in this fullness and this ripeness, each of us. We have that experience with one another and we see that experience with each other. We see them having it over there. Oh, look how overlapped they are. So righteous, so spectacular. A lot of it, not me. I don't want to do any of those things and they want to do all of them. Or looking over here and going, oh, look what that is. That's so good. Or having big spheres come together, 10 spheres overlapping. Yum, 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 yum. Ritual, 100 spheres overwrapping, 100,000 spheres overlapping. A bill, eight billion spheres overlapping of well-being, for each other and for this planet. Whoosh. Thank you. They call me Sophia Wise One. Welcome you to uh, check out my website sofiawiseone.com. You can find out live events, online courses, uh, regular frequency baths, uh, transmission healings, and my I love my life. My book and deck for you is there. I've taken so much of my working and my learning and all these gifts and practices, and they're there for you. I've poured them out of me, and it's a uh, you know, follow your own, choose your own adventure of spiritual development, intuition development, and healing those, tending those wounds. And uh, I want to share with you what Nance has said about that uh, set. And Nance says, some days life is so confusing that I have trouble finding my inner truth. I pull out my deck and I always get an answer that is wise and compassionate. The book is full of fun, big-minded suggestions of how to address the issue and get unstuck. I'm grateful. So I would love for you to have that resource on hand for your healing. And I would love to hear from you. Feel free to email me questions, thoughts, needs, desires that are happening for you at connect at sophiawise1.com. And thank you. Uh, look forward to being with you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at Sophia One uh, or come to my website, sophiawiseone.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. y'all know you need to hear that though. You know, if you don't Don't know, know. now you know, if you don't know, okay. Yo, I'm so excited about vagina talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know. This is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know, you know.